Blog Talk Radio. All right. Hello, 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 Blue Click. Welcome to the Blue Click Radio Show. We're back. We took a little hiatus, but we're back and we're ready to dive right back into very exciting spiritual, real, authentic truth and talk. I'm Nikki, your host, and today, as always, we're joined by Aaron. Say hello, Aaron. Hello, everybody. And Sean. Say hello, Sean. Hello. Hello, Sean. Hello, <laughs> um, if you feel compelled to call in or you have anything to say, the call-in number is 323-642-1637. If you have a comment or question, you can always email us at blueclick at gmail.com or send us on the Blog Talk Radio or look us up on Facebook. So we have lots lots of ways you can reach us. All right, so let's just check in and catch up. So how's everyone doing? How are you, Aaron? What's going on? What's exciting? What's new? Oh, I feel like I've been to the moon and back. I mean, <laughs> I feel like... And I'm sure you all understand, I've gone through just about every spot on the emotional spectrum that I can since we uh, last got together, some high highs and low lows. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm making a point to really just educate myself where I need to be educated and, uh, and question more, you know, be more skeptical. And uh, and then just more and more and more grounded and centered in myself. So that's, a, that's a quick version. <laughs> no, he's told right. my shit again. He told my shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can never say it too much, so go ahead and say it Sean style. Mm. What's going on with you, Sean? <laughs> oh, man, a little bit of everything. Um, Some ups, some lows, some highs, some lows. Rewind what Aaron said and sprinkle in a little um 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 wherewithal and a little bit more um attention paying for myself as as opposed to what I used to do in terms of paying attention. It would I would just skim along the surface. Now I'm trying to dig a little deeper into the things around me and take assessment as to what they are and how they pertain to me. And um, how that how that contributes to expansion, growth, and all of that good stuff that I've always been kind of throwing myself into throws up. I'm still the same dude in some respects, but different in a lot of different other ways. Hi, everybody. Yeah, and I think I could probably reiterate what what both of you are saying and feeling. I've definitely been on an emotional <coughs> ride, roller coaster experiencing shifts in several different aspects of me and navigating through this experience and just figuring out what it is and how I fit and what's real and what's not real and how I view myself and how I'm presenting myself or how I am expressing myself um, through this journey. So I have definitely made some, again, some things that I thought I've dealt with that I haven't dealt with fully as I could have. Um, some things that I thought I was healed from that, um, you know, just the last couple of months have shown me that, no, you're not done yet. <laughs> I don't think that right. you're ever done, but I'm not as far as I 
thought I was and some things that um, with, with dealing with myself and how I present myself and how I see myself in this experience, um, I thought I had let go of some things that I haven't let go of. Okay. Uh, I still have some of those old ways that I, I know that it's, it's going to be one of those things that when I thought that I had dealt with it, it's going to be a day-to-day thing that I'm going to have to remind myself of what I'm not and who I'm not as, mm. as well as who I am and what I am and right, how I am right. and why I am. Um, it's a day-to-day thing. So um, I'm sure most people can relate to that if you are trying to be authentic on any level. You confront it with those things on a daily basis. And so that's kind of where I am. But we are, I'm looking forward to 2016 and all the things that it brings. I can definitely feel and see a lot of changes within myself as well as the world and the illusion and people waking up and seeing things differently. And I'm very pleased and surprised at some of the things that I'm seeing that I didn't think that I would see in some of the people that I'm um, surrounded by by and with um, and then some people are the same So, and I've let go of trying to <laughs> bring anybody else along and that's one or, thing I've had to had to uh, heal within myself too is still thinking that I can allow somebody to hear and see something that they're not going to see right. and I'm okay with that um, mm. so yeah that's kind of where I am <laughs> Today we're going to, I just want to kind of talk about, we we can, within the midst of catching up, we can talk about kind of what's going on and what's being fronted to us to keep you low vibration and to keep you in the illusion so that as the expansion continues and we go into 2016, and there is a new awakening, and there are things that reveal in itself, all the things that are keeping us tied down to illusion. Um, one thing we had talked about talking about, and, and anybody who has social media or watches the news or newspaper or can relate to how automatically we fall into the spells. And this particular spell that I wanted to talk about is this prayer for Paris and how it was automatic. Um, Yes. Sorry. Um, What I wanted to talk about is how just blindly and ignorantly and automatic, just without any thought, very zombie-like, people automatically put the a Paris flag. They can't even put, if you gave them a map, they couldn't even find Paris on a map, but they automatically covered their, their pictures with pray for Paris. Their own house is burning down, but they want to pray for Paris because it looks good. I want to be part of the crowd. I don't want to be one of those people that appears to be heartless. Look at those poor people who are suffering. Look at this European society that I've idolized my whole life. Who doesn't want to go to Paris? Who doesn't dream about Paris? Who doesn't? We love Paris. Let's pray for Paris. How dare they 
touch Paris. So I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on kind of the zombie-like behavior that you saw and that went along with this quote-unquote terrorist attack in Paris with all the things that are going on right here in our backyard. Um, you know, nobody put up flags for any of the other things, but when some, when face and, and part of it was Facebook provided a flag for you and all you had to do was press a button and be covered with the Paris flag and praise the Paris. Um, what are some of your thoughts on how and why something like this can occur in the spiritual mm. sense? Mm. Um, Sean, why don't you go first? Hmm. Well, I mean, how how it happened in in the physical sense is because, <clears throat> like everything that ha- else happens in terms of major catastrophes, it was supposed to happen. It was staged, and it did what it was supposed to do in terms of galvanizing sentiment, raising um, legislation that kind of put things in place in terms of the Patriot Act and all of that kind of shit that we have here. I mean, the same, pretty much the same mode of operation. They've always done that type of shit to get what they want. They've created these major catastrophes and all kinds of legislation come as a result of these major catastrophes. As it relates to the people and the spirituality of folks, of course most people are still looking outside themselves, so they look for something to endear themselves to other things and other causes to give them validity in and of themselves. As long as you do that, you're always going to have people endearing you to things that really aren't any of your business and pulling from your energy in order to do what they need to do with your energy and your sentiment and your support, supporting whatever nefarious things that they have trailing this kind of shit that they create. And it it, it fosters an environment that creates more of a prison for the very people that um, have sentiment and, 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 and emotion toward things like that. I mean, it's all about government. When you look at it, it's about what government is doing and how they do it. How they do it is they create these scenarios of lawlessness and fear, and then they promise to protect you from it. You know what I'm saying? Some people call Mm -hmm. it Hegelian dialectic principle. You know, when you create a problem and then offer up the solution. And you put every – in these type of of situations – they they it encompasses everything it 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 captures you spiritually and emotionally when you're when you're lending the sentiment to, towards something that really has nothing to do with you something that is not organic something that is not um even representative of the people that they say are doing these very things but the very people that are doing them are the very people that are trying to tell you that they're protecting you from it so as you galvanize yourself towards this sentiment, you're basically endearing yourself to the very apparatus that is keeping your ass in chain. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from that perspective, it's 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 the same old, same old. And it's you know, if you were try to, if you could illustrate it, and and you can illustrate the times and what's going on in the times in terms of people freeing themselves, and slowly but surely, in numbers, there are people waking up and freeing themselves, then you have these sentiments that come along that try to keep you in the same mind frame and the same way of thinking and the same fearful um, way of being. We're moving away more and more from a collective fear aspect. And you'll see in the upcoming 
time that they're going to do things to try to keep you endeared and trapped into that sentiment of fear. Man, fuck them people. <laughs> I'm out of that box. Yeah, basically. I swear to God, I'm out of that box. Mm-hmm. But it's good yeah, to be aware of that's what's happening. You have to be, you have to right. see it enough or be open enough to see it. Okay, this is the game. And when they mm-hmm. when they present right. something like this, you have to know what's coming next. There's a purpose for it. So this Absolutely. is a piece of a bigger um, propaganda piece that Absolutely. this is a setup, and then they're going to hit you with something later. So you kind of have to see the pattern for what it is mm-hmm. and not get caught up in it, in it emotionally. Um, mm-hmm. We as a people are very emotional people, and we respond emotionally, and we tend to have a very short memory where we forget about <laughs> who and where we are and how we fit into it and how we have been thrown the same, you know, bag of bullshit over and over and over and over and we forget every single mm-hmm. time because we're too busy responding emotionally instead of thinking, mm-hmm. wait a minute, I've seen this before and this is what it led to and I'm falling for it right. again. Right. So we need fight. to, you know, get over that Both emotion people. and start thinking logically. Mm-hmm. Aaron, what are your thoughts? Oh man, I think it's it's like religion for a lot of people. It's a, a way to cop out of activity yeah. and a, a way yeah. to skirt responsibility. You yeah. know, if I if I pray for these people, then I'm I'm doing the right thing. I'm going to be on the right side of God, and that's all I need yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's incredibly lazy. And uh, clearly, based on what we continue to see, it doesn't work, and so it's, it's completely useless, useless, and inactive. You know, rather than yeah. pray, I think maybe you should think about, okay, what is something, if anything, that I can do? And I don't, you know, I don't want to dismiss thought because thought does precede action. But when yeah. you've had the thought, you need to think about what you can do to at least affect change or put yourself uh, on that trajectory and that spectrum because. Quite simply, thinking about something is not going to work. It hasn't worked, no. and it's not ever going to work. Nope. 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 And it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's basically, a, like you said, it's a very lazy way of telling someone that, look, I have a heart. I'm not heartless. You know, when you hear right. about somebody having a a death in their family and everybody says, oh, my prayers are with you. What exactly does that mean? Right. <laughs> and what good is it going to do the family? You say, I'm, my prayers are with the family or my prayers are with you. Are they really? Are you just saying that or are you actually going and making an effort to create some energy directed towards the family? And then what exactly is that? And when somebody says, I'm going to pray for you, is that always? a good thing or something that you want. Right, who the fuck is... Because if it's energy-wise, if you're sending someone your energy, what is your energy and what is your intent? And is it actually doing something favorable for the person you're directing it to? Mm-hmm. Or people? Right. Who Who is you praying to? Who is you praying <laughs> That's to? That's what I want to know. <laughs> who is you praying is to? You praying? That's the real conversation, man. I mean, you know, we can't have that conversation at this point. What? What is? Who, who the fuck are you praying to? Right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. the conversation that needs to be had, and that's the one that everybody's scared to have. 
But that's the one that's getting louder and louder. And that's the that's one, the that's one that needs you. to be had, yeah. That's Absolutely. the one that needs to be had. Who the fuck are you praying to? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And is he right. listening? Right. Right. Yeah, right. And I I always have the question of, okay, we'll use the Paris thing as an example. So Paris was bombed, and you're praying to, say you're praying to the same God that caused it to relieve or undo what he allowed to happen in the first place. So how do you reconcile Mm -hmm. If it's God's will and he allowed it to happen for you to pray it to be undone, or what was the purpose in the first place? Was it so that people could feel bad and rally around these people? And if so, then why would you not do it in the first place and make people feel? I mean, there's other ways around it. So I don't, how do you reconcile, well, whatever, it's God's will, whatever God's will is, but you're praying for a different alternative outcome than maybe was intended. So how in your mind and in your faith, which people kind of dismiss and say, well, it's not our job to know God's ways and we'll never know God's ways, which is another cop out. So, what the fuck? so why are you praying to this motherfucker? You um, don't know. But if you're praying to the same God that caused the misery and the catastrophe in the first place, why would you pray for them to undo something that they've done? If it was mm-hmm. what they wanted to do in the first place. Why don't you just say, oh, okay, well, I guess that's how it is. <laughs> Move on. Well, well, yeah, right. Well, I mean, again, when it goes back to what we've been talking about all along. When <laughs> You relegate responsibility, you relegate power, you relegate things to to to, to trinkets and, and and totems and things outside of yourself for power and sustenance. You you fucked up. <laughs> you yep. got the game fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean point blank and period. There there is at any time that you're you're revering something outside of yourself. And you're placing all of your contacts and all of your laws and your responsibilities outside outside of yourself. You you're in for a rude awakening along the way, somewhere along the way, sure. because there's always something. Mm-hmm. If it's His will and His will this and His will that, if His will is not in accordance with what it is that supports your greater good, then what? You keep praying to the motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You mm-hmm. keep praying against your better. You know. Is there somebody else out there that's more important to you that, that if if their greater good conflicts with yours, do you continue to pray for their greater good if it's in alignment with the will, with the will of the gods you say you pray to? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't you can't have a entity outside of yourself that supports the greater good of everybody. But sooner or later, there's going to conflict. The greater good of this person next to me yeah. isn't the same as mine. Right. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And if you're praying, yeah, and that goes with the whole line of, against slavery. If you're praying for the same God that the enslaved, you you as a slave and the slave master has the same God. Y'all praying to the same God. That means right. that you're praying for the same thing. You want peace. Right. You want um, health. You want freedom. You want healthy family. You want to have, you know, you want peace. You want happiness. Goes both praying to the same God, but obviously right. that God likes these people more, 
than you because he's answering his prayers. He ain't answering yours. Well, no, he's answering. He's answering both of them, really, because if if you revere in that slave master, you're 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 basically playing for praying for the greater good of that slave master. And unfortunately, the greater good of that slave slave master comes at the peril of your ass. <laughs> so, you know, again, you're praying against your greater good to a god to, to suppress you and to do the very things right. that it's doing right to you. So his happiness, his prayers mean that your prayers won't. <laughs> His answered prayers mean that your prayers won't be answered. No, his answered prayers means your ass gets kicked. Right. His, his prayers but you're praying, mean, I don't want to get my ass kicked. <laughs> so how does that work? Please don't let me get my ass kicked today. And the slave master is saying, I need to kick your ass and put you in place in order for me to have you. And my prayers are to have you and to put you in your place. And that means I'm going to kick your ass. How that work? You, you pray that like this. You say, you know, you know, don't let my ass get kicked. However, I yield to the distinguished gentleman from Wisconsin that his uh-huh. his needs are, are are met because he has a greater good than I do, and without him, I can't do anything. So you let the slave master get his, and I'll get mine in the by and by. That's the that's right. the, that's mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah. I'll get mine that's when that. I die. I'll be miserable right that's now. That. I'm going to heaven. and he's going to heaven too. Right. He loves Jesus too. Yeah. He done gave his sin, yeah. so he gonna he gonna you gonna see him in heaven too. Yeah, <laughs> right? that's right. And you gonna be his forgiven. slave in heaven because his heaven means <laughs> slavery. So I can't right. own you. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And see, that's we're not people. When are they going to get it? I mean, all you have to do is just look at history. It doesn't even have to be, you know, ancient history. You can look at it right now, yesterday, five seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Being, being a good person versus being a bad person does not matter. One, because no, there's, no, there's no ultimate judge. I mean, that's one no. thing. But two, no. look at, I mean, look at the people who have devastated other people, ripped off other people, killed other people, and they got, you know, a net worth of $4 billion. I mean, one of them is trying to campaign to be president. Right. I wouldn't say that yeah. was a quote-unquote right. exactly. good person. So people need to get off this this idea, this, this really wheel good. that you have to be good to get yeah. something mm-hmm. and bad to get another. Mm-hmm. It's completely relative. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you are bribing God to get your seat in heaven, then what does that say about you as a good or a bad person? And right. if your so-called God created everybody and if we're all God's children, then good or bad kind of flies out the window because we're all yes, we're all children of this creation, and it really doesn't matter whether or not we're good or bad. Good people get no. a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Bad people get a lot of good stuff and so on and so Absolutely. forth. It doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It's yes, what they do. You say. And people also need yeah. to come out of that out of the sky right. with these, these concepts, you know, it's really as simple as what really determines whether or not a person gets more or less is just connections and opportunity. And that, yep. <laughs> that's outside yep. of being good or bad, you know, yep. they're taking the, yep. the idiot's guide to life and opportunity and blessings or whatever you want to call them. Get real and look at what <laughs> actually happened. Look at right. a person's life story and see how the fuck they did it. It wasn't that right. God favored them. No, I had a rich uncle who opened the door for me, and I took that opportunity or <laughs> exactly. whatever. Exactly. 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 Ain't that the truth? 
It's it's that that good and evil component is probably the linchpin to this whole thing. Shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they place context people in the context of good and evil, especially evil. If you're evil, it's like okay, you're you're discouraged and you're this and you're that, and I'm to stay away from you, and I'm to resist you and this, that, and third. And God is all good. Well, okay, again, how would fuck would you know anything about good unless it had something to rub up against or contrast to? Mm-hmm. As far as the universe goes, good and evil are concepts that support one another and support this whole fucking thing. That's it. So they both. If you want to, if you want to revere God, in is there, in terms of a context outside of yourself, if you still want to do that very thing, you have to embody and observe both polarities That's of that thing. You know what I'm saying? You can't sit around and talk about I'm praying to God without praying to what you consider the devil. All right. You understand what I'm saying? Because there is no yes. good without the, without the presence mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. perceived evil. So you got to see the full picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all the same one conversation. You can't slice and dice the conversation into parts that you think that you want to align yourself with. When you do that, again, just from a spiritual perspective, whenever you take alignment with any polarity, you always invite the aspect of the other aspect of that polarity to visit you because everything in the universe is a seeking balance. Anytime you take yep. a pole, anytime you take a position, anytime you take a stance, you hear people say it all the time just on the mundane level. I went to church and got saved yesterday, and then Monday the devil came at me heavy to the motherfucker. <laughs> God, you're standing on the side of this goodness. You're standing on the side, and, and you know, you're thinking that I'm a good person. So, of course, the, the negative pole, the negative aspect of that side of you is going to invariably visit you to bring you back to the center. It's about being in the center. It's not being about. It's not about being at the top and standing at the top of goodness and righteousness and all that other bullshit. That's not real. It's about standing right in the middle and observing mm-hmm. everything for what it is and appreciating mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. say I hate this aspect of the universe, but I want this aspect. You can't stack all the chips in one to one side without creating some disharmony. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's trying to be good yeah. all the time and staying and, 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 and aligning themselves with goodness and righteousness and all of this other bullshit are usually the dirtiest bastards walking. Yep. The dirtiest, uh-huh. grimiest, yeah. filthiest yeah. people walking. Because, every again, every time you set yourself up to embrace one aspect of a polarity, you have to invite the other side because that's what this whole thing is about. It's about contrast. It's about polarity. It's about, you know, yin and yang, push and pull. You can't keep mm-hmm. pushing and not expect mm-hmm. pull, <laughs> you know. It, 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 I, I don't understand why, you know, people, people don't get that. And even within the symbol that they observe, and they keep talking about this Christ character. This Christ character was the center in that circle. When you talk about the 12 disciples going around the, like clock for 12 hours, that centerpiece, that 13th, Hello? was the one in the middle. He wasn't affected by any of the aspects on the outside of that circle. He was in the middle. It's about mm-hmm. being yep. in the middle and observing and appreciating everything for what it is, and understanding everything for what it is. You know what I'm saying? Not picking sides. Mm-hmm. It's not about Coke or Pepsi. Drink water. Mm-hmm. Shit. 
know what I'm saying? Right. Shit alone. It's not about that. Everybody wants to pick a side. Everybody wants to, I'm on this side and I'm on the Lord's side. And who the fuck mm-hmm. is the Lord anyway? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Lord is on my side. <laughs> We're not on his right? side. That's right. I, got I think God another on my aspect side. of that that people don't understand with the whole good and evil thing, especially as it's related to religion, is when you set up a um, like a code of conduct or a set mm-hmm. of standards that are mm-hmm. unrealistic based off of <laughs> a book or something that happened in somebody else's life or lifetime, and mm-hmm. you hold yourself to that when you... Um, because and no human being, because we're all human and we have to maintain that balance so you're not going to remain all good or all quote-unquote right. bad. Um, right. You don't, when you don't hold up to those standards that you say makes you a quote-unquote good person or lovable person or a person that God will approve of and you fall out of that, you create this veil of shame over you Mm-hmm. That automatically one lowers your vibration, so therefore you're going to attract mm-hmm. more of that into your life. And then two, mm-hmm. a trail of self hate because you cannot live up to the standards that you think you need to live up to that somebody else gave to you in order to be quote unquote a good person. So therefore, with the with the with the shame and now the the lower vibration and the unrealistic expectations that you set for yourself is only going to cause you to fall more into what you feel is a bad person, unlovable person, quote-unquote, is going to draw more of that to you instead of you setting up your own idea of who you are and who you are not. Yep. And forgetting the good mm-hmm. and bad, it's about who you are yes. and who you are not. And who you're not. And that is your own personal set of standards or conduct or whatever you want to call it. It has nothing to do with a book or what someone else said or what society said. It's That's why it's important to shed work on shedding all that stuff and finding out who you are and what you need just based off of your, what brings you joy, what your passions are, what your personal drives are and nobody else. So you can't follow the crowd or follow somebody else's standards or follow somebody else's concept of what they think is being a good person or not a good person is. And get away from trying to be a good person and being the spiritual being and the physical being that you are. It's a trap to make you hate yourself, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Try to make you hate yourself. And 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 mm-hmm. and once once they place that component in place, once they have you hating yourself, they can then plug in all of these um, extraction devices to extract resources and and energy from you. You you mm-hmm. then are then relegated to just becoming a battery for someone else because you're always at a deficit. You're always in need of something mm-hmm. to improve yourself. So you're out consuming all of these products and all of these things, and you're giving your energy away to this 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 entity that is just sucking from you from all aspects. Just like in the Matrix, when he found himself in that pod, he had all mm-hmm. the tubes attached to him. That's what it really is. You have all these tubes mm-hmm. attached to you, just sucking life force out of you. 
from just from different aspects. You know, you have the spiritual aspect, you have the emotional aspect, you have the the, the, the financial or fiduciary aspect, and they're just taking from you all the fucking time, like ticks or leeches all over you, just mm-hmm. sucking, and yeah. draining, draining your life force, and you aren't doing anything with it but giving it away. You think you're, we've been relegated to, to becoming batteries for the most part. Yep. The average person who is giving all the sentiment away to all of these things outside of themselves are really just relegated to being door cell batteries. And they wonder why they don't have any power. And you, you, you got somebody <laughs> like I saying, I'm going to pray for you. I'm like, what power do you have to pray for me? You don't have any power. You know what I'm saying? What do you have in terms Ain't of that anywhere with all there's any there is any there is any force out here in this universe that is listening to you. You don't have any power. All of your power is being extracted from you. You have nothing to pull from. Yeah. So you yeah. think you're the spiritual giant running around laying hands on people and praying and shit and you just Wasting your fucking time because you have no power. You have no ashe. You have none. And what you do have, you don't even recognize it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're scared mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. I ain't messing with that. I don't know nothing about that, that voodoo stuff and all that old other stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm like, every, <laughs> everything that you have in terms of, of, of understanding, you know, and how the universe works and how you're a part and parcel of that very apparatus that's moving, you kind of insulate yourself into this um, um, superficial, artificial bubble that's not recognized or supported by anything other than the apparatus that it's connected to. And all that's going to suck in your life for us. <laughs> you talking about praying for some goddamn body. Man, please. Right. <laughs> please. <Yeah. laughs> Miss me with that bullshit. I'm yeah. here chilling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm saying? I got my popcorn, I got my soda. I'm chilling. Yeah. Buy somebody a cup of coffee instead. <laughs> you know? Right. right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You better serve. Call somebody. You better serve your person. Yeah. Right. It's ridiculous. I don't know, man. But it's it slowly, you know, it's really encouraging and it's cool to watch. We've been talking about this for a couple years now. I remember when 2012 first came, we were talking about the shift, the shift, the shift, uh. the shift, the shift, the shift, that. And it just sounded like some far-off thing. And now to sit here and watch it and to see it and to look at all those people who consider themselves spiritual people and spiritual beings have no connection to what's really going on and can't see what's that the ground is actually shaking under their feet. They have no idea what's really going on. Mm-hmm. But to actually see how this thing is just falling apart piece by piece, chip by chip, and how um, ignorance is no longer supported in terms of it fostering some sense of um, security or bliss, it's incredible, man. It's incredible, but it's, it, it also, again, it, it, it comes with a lot of responsibility. You can't just sit back mm-hmm. and say, I'm not going to try to advance how I see things or advance myself in terms of understanding things from a greater spiritual perspective. You can't do that mm-hmm. now. You know, ignorance mm-hmm. is not bliss. Ignorance, the ignorant are being preyed upon, and they're the feed. They're the food. They're the fire, like you say, Aaron. They're, they're mm-hmm. the, 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 uh, the fuel for the fire. The bond fund, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. ignorant folk, you know, 
and that's the war right now. The war is between, you know, uh, knowledge and ignorance. No mm -hmm. greater now than it ever has been. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because people are starting to realize that the people that are running this thing are running it because they have more information than everybody else. Mm -hmm. Not because they're better or because they have more pure blood or any of that bullshit or they came down from some reptilian motherfuckers or any of that <laughs> shit. They just have more information than everybody else. That's it. That's it. You know? That's, That's all it. it is. Resources. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're aware of yeah. the game and the rules and... Uh, <laughs> Know how to hide it from everybody else. You know yeah, know how to hide exactly. Exactly. That's the only yep. damn difference. All this other shit and the spookism and these ghosts and all this other bullshit is just that bullshit. Yeah, you know and that's part of the illusion. And you have so many yeah. folks that are caught up in the illusion of it all that they never really get to see the real playing field. Mm -hmm. You know. It's like you going to the, to a game. You got tickets on the floor, but you standing out in the concourse watching it on a TV screen. You can go right. basically get in the goddamn game. You have to, and you need to understand that it's going to be really uncomfortable. And we love Absolutely. comfort. We don't want to sacrifice right. <laughs> comfort for anything. Yep. And you're going to right. have to. You want change? It's going to be uncomfortable. Really uncomfortable. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's just that's, it. That's and it's, it's of the blissful component of ignorance that people, you know, kind of galvanize themselves for. You know, that's 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 the part when they, you hear people say ignorance is bliss. If you don't know, then you're not responsible. And you can just sit there and be impervious to or oblivious to. But that's that's not where it is. That's where the suffering is. I don't care how you slice it or however you approach it, you still arrive at the same conclusion that hell is ignorant. This hell that people keep talking about and heaven that people keep talking about is 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 the difference is is the difference in knowing. That's mm -hmm. all it is. That's all it really is. At the end of the day, that's all it is. If you're ignorant, if you're ignorant to anything, chances of that thing ruling you are greater than not. So if you're ignorant to the way the world works, the world is running your ass, and. The majority of the time, or 100% of the time, is to your peril and to your demise, not for your benefit. So, you know, that's hell. That's hell. To me, if I'm not mm -hmm. in control of anything, if I don't have any any say in, in what's going on, if I don't have any real input into my own personal being and my own personal moving and, 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 and surviving for lack of a better word, then I don't have a shot at anything other than sit here and wait for somebody to come along and pluck me out like, you know, they ultimately will do. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. I don't want to be that disempowered where I don't have a say. I have a say all the way to up, up to my last breath. Mm -hmm. To some fucking degree. And I refuse to let that go. I refuse to think that there's, well, what can we do? I hate that conversation. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's, what can we do but sit around and wait for somebody else to 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 to, to evolve enough to stop oppressing us long? You know, stop press for, stop oppressing us and and and, and uh, keeping us underfoot. So we mm -hmm. have to sit around and wait for somebody else to learn, so they can come to the point where they say, "Oh, you know what? We shouldn't be doing that to these people." 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh-huh. This is wrong. But people, ab- so people think that's, if we go back to slavery again, people actually think that's how slavery ended is they came to their senses and thought, wow, this is right. wrong. We right. shouldn't do this. Right. Okay, you're right. all free now. Let's all get along. Right. Let's all get Wait, along and work happened. together and live together and hold hands and be one big happy family. Right. That's what they think actually <laughs> happened. So... And on both sides, so that when, you know, now that all of the things that are still occurring right now, people say, well, you know, we have the black president, and you guys should be over it. Why are you still talking about it? That was a long time ago. Why are you still talking about it? We preach, guys. If it wasn't for good white people, there wouldn't be. <laughs> Nobody would be free. Right. You know, um, they actually think, yeah, there was some big awakening in 1865, and... Mm-hmm. Everybody came to their senses, and we realized that, you know, everybody's equal. And that's the illusion. That's the illusion that that they're still carrying on to this day. So when you see people getting beat in the streets or killed in the street or shot 16 times or whatever, you can overlook that because that person was doing something they weren't supposed to be doing. But when you you see them bomb Paris... (laughs) Whoa, okay, there's bad people attacking people who are good because we have been told by the illusion to idolize these people, this type of people. This is what they look like. This is what we all ideally strive to be, this person. Don't mess with them. But these people getting mowed down in the street, they did something wrong or they wouldn't have been there Mm -hmm. in the first place. So, oh, well, Mm -hmm. what can we do? Right. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> and I love, I love how. Uh, let me see. How do I say this? I, I love how people are trying to act like uh, Islamophobia has more to do with Islam uh, and less to do with the color of the people who are uh, Muslim. I think yeah. if you know, if these so-called terrorists looked uh, a little less, <laughs> less brown. Uh, there wouldn't be such a such a such a hateful sentiment towards them. I mean, how can that not be oh, true? Yeah. I mean, look at the terrorists mm-hmm. that we have here in America causing mass shootings uh, more than once a day. You know, they, they, have, they don't look like these so-called Islamic. I hate the word Islamic terrorists because Islamic is right. pertaining to Islam. It's not right. you could say Islamic extremist if you wanted to, but there's nothing wrong with the word Islamic. It's like saying Christian in a way or Christianic. <laughs> You know, but right. it's it's it's, right. it's definitely definitely racial. There's a racial component to it. Oh, absolutely, and it's by design. Because if you think about it, mm-hmm. if you look at it, if you think about it, they never call any European a terrorist. They mm-hmm. never no. label no. any European. T- I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. how nefarious to act. They will never be labeled a terrorist. That that moniker, right. that title, is reserved mm-hmm. for brown and for dark brown people. people. Well, they held yeah. off this um, absolutely. Ten- the San Bernardino until they found out who they were. They didn't label right. it at all until they found out they were brown people. And then that was right. terrorists. Right. When they thought it the was closest, white people. Uh-huh. It was just act of horror. It was it was this horrific event. Yeah. Right. The yeah. closest we got was the Boston bomber. Almost got there. Not quite terrorists. We got to bomber with that guy. Right. Because yeah. he was just a little too light skinned. Yeah. Yep. Mm-mm. 
That's by design. I mean, that's one of them yeah. tricks. That's how they, you know, they use words and they use you and they use your mind basically mm-hmm. to make these things come about. So everybody's thinking in terms of the word terror. Anytime you see terror, you picture mm-hmm. some Islamic-looking Middle Eastern mm-hmm. person, African, what Northern African person as a terrorist. But mm-hmm. the folks who are actually terrorists are never labeled. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, we've got about um, less than a minute left. <laughs> Time flies. Um, last thought. Aaron, that's my last yeah, thought. Sure. Aaron. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll just say, you know, <laughs> with any battle, if you're disempowered, you know, if you're on the underbelly of it, then your battle is not to beg for equality or march or anything like that. It's to reconcile with yourself. So get to know yourself, mm-hmm. educate yourself, get good on yourself, and awaken to the full picture of yourself because that's where the power is and that's where the freedom is. And that's what I'm doing daily. That's yep, right. me too. Right. There he Be is. Be true to yourself. Jesus. Don't fall into the All right, we're about that's to get it. cut off. Thank you, everybody. Until next time, this was a good one. Peace, everybody. Peace.